0: Welcome to the Hear My Story podcast. Thanks for tuning in. We love having you here. And it's our mission to bring you powerful stories of everyday people. Prepare to be inspired. Here's your host, Josh Oxendine. Welcome to the Hear My Story podcast. I am your host, Josh Oxendine. If you are a first-time listener, Thanks for checking us out. Um, we value you. Uh, today we are going to hear the story of a guy by the name of Phil Cook. Phil has an incredible story of navigating from keggers to Bible studies. It's literally his story. It is, um, it is an incredibly encouraging, incredibly inspiring story. Um, so without further ado, I'll go ahead and let you listen to it. Here it is. Enjoy. Three nails on one cross. I am forgiven. Can't hold him three days. You know he is risen. Yahweh is the name. Put me out that prison from bars of the bars. Now you know why I'm driven. Are you still trying to sing stuff? No, no, no. I'm just trying to get man. It's a B-roll. It's just gonna... B-roll? It should be A-plus roll. For sure. Can I get serious now? My name is Phil Cook. Hear my story. The story I like to tell, the encouragement I like to give in relation to my life, uh, where I was versus where I am and some revelation I've had, um, involves a lot of going to college and experiencing that freedom and what I use that freedom for and what I believe that freedom can be used for. Um, But like I said, growing up, I was the the Christian kid in school, you know, and and I openly proclaimed that. I also really, looking back, had no real belief. Um, it, was, it was my parents' faith, and I was forced to do, forced to go. I never wanted to go. Um, I didn't believe a lot of what I was claiming that I believed. And I went to college, and what happens in college? You know, your parents aren't there to baby you all the time. So um, I cut that aspect out of my life so church was no longer a part of my life. You know, and I really kind of dropped the whole God idea, um, and I started doing my own thing. So my freshman year was the beginning of that, and then my sophomore year was really when... Uh, I started to reap the benefits of my actions, so my girlfriend and I at the time moved in together, which was a bad idea, a little 2020 vision hindsight there, but uh, we moved in and I was terrified of commitment, so I'd advise you to not do that if you were in, in that situation, but as I moved in with her, I started to uh, dive into lots of things that didn't help me in, in my life, so I started pursuing other girls while I was living with a girl, I started uh, drinking when I had never drank before and when I say drinking, I don't mean casually drinking. I mean I went from not drinking at all to drinking every day, basically. I always told myself I'd never do drugs. Um, then I did drugs and I, was, I told myself I wouldn't keep doing drugs. I kept doing drugs and I was like, well, I'll never buy drugs. I only do them when they're given to me. I started buying drugs and I was like, well, I'll definitely never sell drugs, but what happens when you start buying a lot of drugs? I started to sell drugs as well. Um, and that went on for, I'd say, probably about a year, year and a half, where where my life revolved around partying. So whenever I got the chance, uh, it was a new girl, it was a new party, it was the new thing that was going to get me that high or that feeling. And I think a lot of college kids do that. You know, a lot of college kids, we, we, we live in a culture where that's what college is now. College isn't even about the education, it's about the experience. Um, when I went through my phase of wanting to make a little extra money and selling some of the, the weed that I would buy. I remember one time I was approached by a middle-aged guy who was in one of my classes and I'm not sure how he knew that I had stuff. But he walked up to me and he said, hey man, could I buy some weed from you? And I was like, I was a little weird out, but I was like, yeah, sure. And he proceeded to tell me that he had a wife and three kids at home who he couldn't stand and this was his way of coping. And he what he doesn't he didn't tell them that he did this and and for some reason at the time that didn't strike me as wrong so I sold it to him and I remember thinking about it afterwards and thinking I just sold drugs to a father and a husband who's going to then hide those drugs from his family and I really challenged myself in that moment of what am I doing you know what am I what's my purpose here what am I is this is this is this what I want to be about is this what I want to stand for Um, And that was definitely a revelation moment for me, of realizing that I needed something else. I just didn't know what. Actually, that was a pretty low moment, now that I think about it. I was definitely one of them, very eye-opening, at least. I I came home, uh, and I was in church, and I used to hate church. It's the same church I went to as a kid, and I wasn't even particularly happy to be there that, that day, but my parents had asked me to go for Christmas service. Um, and a song came on called Rise and the chorus is I will rise on eagles w- on eagle's wings and, I, and as that chorus was being sung I, I started to sing it which I would never sing in church and I felt like God was saying to me that He wanted me to rise out of my current situations so that there was more for me than what I was giving myself and that He wanted better for me than I was offering through the way that I was living and I remember closing my eyes during that song um, and there was a moment that I'll never forget where Everything around me stopped. I didn't hear any voices anymore. Um, It didn't seem like the people were there anymore. All I heard was the the lead singer. And I felt a hand on my left shoulder. I'll never forget it. And I didn't look to see what it was, but I I knew it was God. Um, It was the most surreal feeling I'd ever experienced. And I, I just was overwhelmed by this. Uh, fullness and this safety. And in the moment, and and let me clarify, I used to hate people that would do this type of thing in church, but I started bawling. I started crying. I sat down. I think my mom knew what was going on, bless her soul. She just sat with me uh, and just comforted me. She didn't say a word. Um, and that day, that moment was when I knew God had a bigger and better plan for me um, and that he wanted me to walk in that. When I graduated, college my senior year so about a year later a pretty short time frame I went from throwing house parties with you know two three kegs hundreds of people wasting all my money um, to hosting Bible studies in that same house of up to 40 or 50 people and a lot of those people were the same people I would party with so you know God really facilitated a movement a small movement at that university at the time of people who knew there had to be something bigger knew there had to be uh, a greater purpose. Than just what the culture tells you that you should be living for. Freestyle, what you got on top of your dumb right now? Uh your boy R.I.P. to the old me. I'm living my life so boldly. I'm killing it, get to know me. Hit it, Steph Curry with the code three. Just call me up. I'm so real, no need to bluff. Letting God deal with my stuff. No matter what, screaming Jesus, hey. That's it, that's all I got.